There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Tiny Vampires, a podcast about disease, science, and blood-sucking insects. A member of the Agora Podcast Network. This is episode 28. Is there a connection between pregnancy and how often you're bit by mosquitoes? I'm Raven, Forest for Scoutso, your host. At the end of this episode, I'll be announcing the winner of the t-shirt or mug contest for reviewing Tiny Vampires or Tiny Vampires Espanol on Apple Podcasts. So stick around and maybe you'll hear your name. Our topic today came up in a conversation with my mom. Yes, these conversations come up even with my family. Uh, so she said that she used to get eaten alive by mosquitoes, but after her second pregnancy with my older sister, Kat, she barely ever got bit, even to this day. It got us talking about why people get bit more than others. If you want to hear more about that, uh, listen to episode 25. And then we got on the topic of the rumor that's going around that pregnant people are more attractive and are a bit more often than people who aren't. If you listen to episode 25, then you know that one of the main factors in whether a mosquito is attracted to you or not is the bacteria living on your skin. I look to see if there's any studies on whether a person's skin microbiome, or the bacterial ecosystem that lives on the skin and keeps it healthy, changes after a person is pregnant. Honestly, I couldn't find anything. The research world when it comes to microbiomes is still in its infancy, pun intended, so the work hasn't been done yet. Or maybe I just couldn't find it. But I do have friends that study microbiomes, and it seemed to be something that they hadn't seen either. I do, however, have an answer to the other topic that came up in our conversation, though. The rumor that people are more attractive to mosquitoes when they're pregnant. The research that kicked off this rumor is our scientific paper for today, 
It's called Effect of Pregnancy on Exposure to Malaria Mosquitoes by Steve Lindsay et al. Back in 2000, he conducted his research in the Gambia, which is a country on the northwest coast of Africa. It follows the Gambia River, which is where it gets its name, and gained independence from Great Britain in 1965. The economy is mostly based around fishing, farming, and tourism. Nearly 70% of the rural people that live there are below the poverty line. During the time of the European trade in enslaved peoples, 3 million were removed from this area. The current population is now 1,850,000. 72 people volunteered to be test subjects. 36 pregnant participants and 36 not. They slept in three experimental huts made with mud walls and thatched roofs. There were open eaves, as with many of the buildings in the area, so mosquitoes can fly in and out. All the huts were exactly the same, and built to specifications. Inside each one was a bed under an insecticide-laced bed net. While harmless to the sleeper, the insecticide killed any mosquito flying into it for a meal. All the participants were given meds to keep them from getting malaria, just in case a mosquito did get through. So all the researchers had to do was collect all the dead mosquitoes every morning. In the end, they found that there were two times as many Anopheles, or malaria, mosquitoes in the huts with the pregnant subjects. 1.3 times as many Mansonia mosquitoes, these are the ones that transmit the worms that cause elephantiasis. There were some Aedes and Culex mosquitoes, uh, Yellow Fever and West Nile respectively, captured, but not enough to get clear information on whether these types of mosquitoes were actually more attracted to pregnant people or not. Similar research happened in Sudan, and they got pretty much the same results. So, in a way... Yeah, the rumor's true. At least it is for malaria and elephantiasis mosquitoes. More work needs to be done before we can, broad strokes, decide that all mosquitoes are going to react to pregnancy in the same way. There are massive differences in the way different types of mosquitoes behave. The next logical question is, why? Why would mosquitoes be reacting to pregnant people differently than non-pregnant people? Well, like I said, I don't know if pregnancy actually affects the microbiome on a person's skin, so that might be something. Lindsay and his gang thought that there might be a few other reasons. First, these people are not only eating for two but they're also breathing for two. CO2 is the most attractive molecule to mosquitoes. 
and the pregnant subjects were pumping out 21% more CO2 than non-pregnant counterparts. If you've ever been pregnant before, these two next things will have you nodding your head. First, their body temperature. Another major attractor of mosquitoes was 0.7 degrees Celsius warmer than non-pregnant people. This temperature rise doesn't only attract mosquitoes by heat, though. When the skin is warm, the molecules given off by the skin's microbiome also warm up. It makes them easier to smell by a longer way off. And lastly, they were getting up to pee. A lot. They were leaving the hut throughout the night. And every time they left the hut, that meant that they were trailing human smell from outdoors into their hut for the mosquitoes to follow. Lindsay's funding was provided by the Welcome Trust. Most people don't spend most of their life pregnant. So why is this information so crazy important? Well, even before we knew about the connection between microcephaly and the Zika virus, we knew that pregnancy and malaria infections were a nightmare combination. To illustrate just how bad it is, I'll need to go through the life cycle of the malaria parasite real quick. From the mosquito, the parasite moves out into the host's bloodstream, all the way to their liver. There, it infects the liver cells. Then, into the red blood cells, where it multiplies until the red blood cell bursts open. This not only kills the red blood cell, but also leaves shredded bits of blood cell in the bloodstream. Your spleen patrols the blood that's running through it for anything that doesn't belong, and it gets bogged down with all of these cell bits. Also, if the host is pregnant, the parasites like to stick to the placenta, the interface between the mother and the fetus, where the fetus gets all of its nutrients. To recap, the malaria parasites are damaging the liver, the blood, the spleen, and the placenta. This damage causes anemia in both the adult and the fetus. The outcomes are devastating. In one study of 133 pregnant Indians with malaria, four of them lost their pregnancies. Five babies were stillborn. Three died soon after birth, and another three died before their first birthday. It's not just the baby that's at risk, either. The maternal mortality rate is also fairly high. So what do you do if you're pregnant and you want to keep the mosquitoes off? Well, pretty much exactly what you do when you're not pregnant. DEET, or regularly applied botanical repellents, work, as well as long, loose clothing and sleeping under a bed net. Obviously, this advice ranges in appropriateness depending on where you live. Luckily, insecticide-treated bed nets have made a huge difference in both fetal and maternal mortality rates when it comes to malaria. 
but we still have a long way to go. Agora's announcement this February is just letting you know that we're looking for advertisers. So if you're looking to get the word out about something that you think our very intelligent listeners would be into, uh, go over to our webpage, agorapodcastnetwork.com, and shoot us a message. We serve a wide range of listeners all over the globe, and you would be helping support us, a group of very passionate independent podcasters. So, last announcement is the big drawing. Thank you so much from Raquel and me to LBRPR, Engie Now, Mark Whitaker, Ben Snowy, and Dr. Laura D. for writing reviews of the English or Spanish versions of the show. We're running this whole thing just the two of us. So it means the world to us for you guys to have taken the time to let us know what you're thinking. You guys are officially our favorite people. Okay, so let's do this. I assigned each of you a number, and then I ran it through a random number generator, and the number came up four, which is Ben Snowy. So email me, Ben, and let me know if you want a t-shirt or a mug and what size. My email address is h-f-o-r-r-e-s, the number one, at gmail.com. And that is also the address for any dear listeners who want to email me any episode topic suggestions or notes to let us know what you think. Really quick, I wanted to address something that Dr. Laura D. wrote in her review. She said that something the show needs is a broader range of topics. I feel you, Dr. Laura. What I love about this show is that it's based on topics that are sent in by listeners. You guys tell us what you're interested in listening about. I have no control over the topic, and I've never turned one down. This is really cool, but people hear a lot about mosquitoes, and then it makes them ask questions about mosquitoes because they just heard about them, and it's kind of a cycle. This has led most of our shows to be about mosquitoes, vaccines, and Lyme disease. But I'm not exactly sure how to fix it. There's a whole world of tiny vampires out there. There's kissing bugs and sand flies and toe fleas and bed bugs and liver flukes and roundworms and so on and so on. Maybe Raquel and I can do uh, like a bonus episode on tiny vampires that you guys have never heard of before, or if you have ones that you haven't really thought of asking us questions about. So we'll talk it through and see how things go. If you guys have any ideas, just let us know. Thank you all again for your reviews, and I just wanted to address that little topic. So speaking of different types of topics, at Amy is trying on Twitter, asked about a bit of medical history. She said, I used to joke about deliberately acquiring a tapeworm to lose weight. I believe tapeworm pills were once a thing. Tell me 
everything that makes that a terrible idea. It's going to be really interesting and fun episode, so you can look forward to that next month. Thank you for listening. From me, Raven and Forrest Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.